Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good morning. Welcome to this week's edition of the Arabasca Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio, 3CR. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris. And on today's show, Steve and I have got a uh, art review. I've got some uh, news from the UK with a uh, thing from Chris Boardman. And if I get time, I'm going to cover a story from Canada about North America's most used bike lane and the story that went ahead to uh, try and get that thing to happen. Now um, today luckily it's a uh, <laughs> it's a rest day in the tour so you, you get to uh, have a little sleep in which will be absolutely fantastic. Also on the just the Friday just gone we had La Tour had put on La Course which is a one-day event for uh, women's pro cyclists. Amanda Spratt almost got up. Thank you to uh, Voss, took it out again. But it shows into sharp relief something that I was talking about last show that I was on about the priorities for women's cycling. There was a, can't do it justice, but I'll do it, I'll, I'll link it in the podcast of a journalist who rocked up to the, uh, you know, press conference later at, uh, for La Course and he found himself to be the only person there practically. So what does that show when you put that in sharp relief with uh, participation for other women's sports and uh, interest thereof when you go back a, a fortnight ago to uh, the women's soccer with America taking out the, the you know, World Cup, if I've got that analogy correct, at the same time when I was having a bit of a squawk about or a, a well-meant complaint about how we treat or how we look at women cycling and, and uh, you know this was in reference to an article about the 30 years since you know la tour or not la tour but uh, women's uh, tour de france kicked off and how oh, it's just diminished in terms of yeah we've got uh, giro rosa but the tour de france really seems to have tapered off in terms of well its uh, participation and women's um uh, well, the emphasis on women's sport and inequality. Again, I think that's a show that we could spend a lot of time at a later point kind of going into this. Just a quick bit of news and events. This Sunday, Victorian Vintage Bicycle uh, Club of Victoria having a lazy Sunday cycle, and that's going to be on the 28th of July, and that's from Elphington to East Malvern via Q. And they'll be meeting at uh, Elphington Railway Station, at 10.30am on the 28th of July. Make your own way to the start or catch the 
AM uh, train from Flinders Street and join the train along the way. The ride finishes at East Malvern Station. So if you want to find out more about that, contact K on 0430 They've got a fantastic poster for that, which I'll put up in the um, podcast as well. And another little bit of news is that if you're in the inner north, you may know that the city of Derribin had been putting on for the last couple of years um, bicycle training uh, courses and the like. Now, this year they've done something a little bit different, and I don't know if we've mentioned it or not on the show, but they're doing one-on-one bike training, and this is ongoing through the year. So it's, again, it, it's got it's got a price tag. It's somewhere between 70 to $100. But uh, date, time and location will be negotiated by you and your instructor. Um, and that's running all year. Now, the way to get in touch with um, City of Derribin for that is either go through Eventbrite and look for one-on-one bike training, City of Derribin Bike Schools workshops, or give uh, this... Um, give the council a call through the switchboard. But anyway, again, I'll... T- um, Endeavour to put that into the podcast links. But it's, um, it's actually really good. Uh, two types of bicycle training are offered. One, learn to ride three hours, designed for absolute beginners. Or two, improve your skills, which is two hours, designed for them with some previous riding experience. So if you've been putting it off or you want to return to cycling, have a look at that for the De- City of Derribin bike skills. And uh, ooh, what I might do is I've got heaps and heaps of news here, but what we might do is go straight into this uh, little uh, review that Steve and I did recently after the break. Don't panic. There is a planet B. Come along to a sparkling night of progressive comedy at Green Left Weekly's annual comedy debate. Join Masters of Ceremonies, Rod Quantock, with Sean Bedlam, Duff, Fiona Scott Norman, Hellchild, Kirsty Mack, and Tom Tanuki. Tickets are $50 Solidarity, $30 Regular, $22 Low Waged, and $12 Concession. There'll be a bar and the opportunity to buy a delicious dinner. Friday, the 26th of July, 6 30 pm at the Brunswick Town Hall. Don't panic. There is a Planet B, a fundraiser for the radical newspaper Green Left Weekly. Bookings are essential. Phone 9639 8622 or go to slash BDHTX. Green Left Weekly is a 3CR supporter. So this is about going to Mona, or having been to Mona. Which, if you live in Hobart, you would know is opposite the Granada Tavern. There's something special about the Granada Tavern. Mona is a pretty important uh, cultural establishment in Tasmania. And we went there and we had a really good time. And we're going to do a review of something that we saw. (laughs) 
So one of the exhibits at Mona is called Velocipedia. Uh, this is a, a sort of contained, self-contained exhibit by the uh, Italian-American artist or designer uh, Gianluca Gimini um, and it's about the bicycle Velocipedia. It asks the visitor to draw a bicycle from memory. Interesting. So when we entered the space, there was a couple of parts to this exhibition. Now, yeah. first bit when we went in, what did we do? Well, you're offered, uh, there's a little plinth with paper and pencils for everyone to use. And you're asked to draw a bicycle from memory. And I think it's an A5 sheet you're given with a pencil. Yes. And you're in little cubicles. Yes. Yeah, so what sort of bike did you draw, Steve? It's sort of a little bit dragsterish, but I think it ended up sort of your your retro mountain bike, really. Yeah, because you're kind of that mid-90s thing is where you're... Yeah, late 80s to early 90s. And what else did you have to do with this picture? It asked you to write your name on it, your age and your profession. Okay. Yeah, because when I got in there, I, don't know, I, I stuffed up my first version and I looked up at the little cubicle I was in and I noticed that the pencils were in round containers. So I nicked it and used that to draw my wheels. So you traced some round wheels. Yeah. And you probably got your wheels a lot rounder than mine. Yeah. But the uh, actual clearances and um, the, the, the frames, were, uh, you know, the actual tubes on it were pretty goddamn tight. So the wheels were too close together? You, you couldn't even pass this muster as a track bike, I reckon. I reckon you would have been kicking the front wheel with your pedal. But anyway, we digress. So we finish our drawing? Yeah, you're asked to finish your drawing and then you get to put your drawings in a box. Okay. And I believe they're scanned as they go in. So the next part of this exhibition, you go around kind of like a, a half wall into another room. And in that room is lots and lots of people's drawings. Because this, I believe, he started this uh, back in 2009. And he started this on the street. It doesn't say where on which street. But he asked people to draw a bicycle from memory. Mm. And he now has a very large amount of drawings... Uh, some of which are on the uh, on the walls. So when you go in, you see, like I think there's about two walls full of pit, people's pictures of what they see as a bicycle. Yeah, and there are a very large amount on along the wall along the exhibit. And very interesting bicycles thereof. Yeah. Um, Artistic, simple, detailed, technical. And improbable and wrong <laughs> in a lot of cases. Um, yeah, and it's only once you've sort of looked through things and also read some of the uh, commentary from the artist 
about what he sees in the in the drawings. There's a lot of people have drawn a very simple machine and often omitting a lot of the technical things that would make a bicycle work. And then there's the other part where it looks like people have started drawing something and then they've kept going and complicated it. Flights of fancy, would you say, or yeah, a touch of surrealism? It's, but it's uh, unintended, and yeah. that's one of the other comments from the artist, is that a single designer could not invent so many new bike designs in a hundred lifetimes, and this is why I look at this collection in such awe. So that's a comment from the artist. So it's a bit like the pre-Cadnium era of bicycles <laughs> that he's looking at. There's all these kind of strange forms that didn't get any further. Evo- evolutionary yeah. dead end. There's a few more parts of this exhibition. So we go in and there's a wall and it's like um, renders, like yeah, computer renders of what some of these bikes would look like in 3D. Yeah, so he's taken selected drawings and then he's rendered them probably in a, in a CAD yeah, program. Probably CAD, yeah. So it looks a three-dimensional coloured drawing. So, like, not too dissimilar some of those renders as I was looking at what you might see in a catalogue or online as, here's your lovely new bike. Yeah, yeah, and it's taken from selected uh, drawings. And then we get to proof of concept, which is the next 3D bit of it. Yeah, and this is the part that... Um, once you've left the room that the uh, drawing exhibits are in, you then go to another gallery where these renders have then been uh, realised. And that's the part that I would um, urge the listener to, uh, to, go, to go and have a look at. You and I have been around bikes a long time, and this is one of the very few times... I've been to a lot of bike shows, I've seen a lot of stuff. I walked and I looked at these 3D-made bikes with, you know, conventional componentry, and my mind was blown. Yeah. It was blown It was blown in several directions. Yep, it's... It, yep. There, it, it is a, um, another level of, um, of work... And it's definitely something that the uh, that uh, is well worth a visit. Yeah, and look, you know, this is kind of like you know, uh, the, the unfortunate thing about the, the medium of radio that we can't convey what we actually saw, but it actually adds a little bit of mystery to it, doesn't it, Steve? It does, and a bit of mystery. A bit of mystery is probably well reserved in this um, type of exhibit too. It's something that you don't want to. Pour over a minutiae of detail no, for the listener. You want to give them the opportunity to experience the whole exhibit. Especially if you're like you like fiddling around with your bikes and you like doing things, and you know, changing over components, doing a new frame, brazons, all yeah. you know, all these different bits and pieces. Go down there and have your mind blown by the 3D proof of concept. I reckon there was. I won't give away too much, but there's a, at least a wait, half, more than half a dozen. And probably one that you could ride 
Yeah. <laughs> so, well worth a look. I'm actually hoping that, that this is one of those um, concepts that perhaps he gets a chance to do some more works in the future. It'd be terrifying if he did something that was like... Well, bikes, everyone, you know, the word bicycle, the word bike, is a lovely thing and we all have our own concepts thereof. Imagine if you did it with cars. Well, there was another, there was a bit of an oh, exhibit the, there, the wasn't old fat, there? The fat car. Yeah, it was it, it was the um it was the uh overfed um Porsche. Yes. And and didn't an artist do the uh baby trucks? The baby trucks, yes. But that's another let's talk art with Chris and Steve segment we might do later on the show. That's right. This is more about um bicycles in a um in an art setting. And what people think a bicycle is and the psychological tricks your mind plays on you when you try to reproduce something um, by drawing it, which, you know... Yeah, draw it, draw it from memory, off the cuff, you know, not looking at, not looking or having looked at anything too. It's, um, it, it's take you away from your pile of bike magazines, the, 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 all of the, the web stuff that you might pour over, the, the bike bes- beside you in the in the shed or, or uh, you know mm. wherever. So take that all away and then go there. Go scribble down a bike. Okay. So the guy's name is uh, Gianluca Gemini. Yeah. And the exhibition is at the exhibition's at Mona, the Museum of Old and New Art, Velocipedia. So like a Conveniently located opposite the Granada Tavern. <laughs> Very easy to get to. Very easy to get If to. you find yourself in Hobart. Thanks, Steve. Cheers. Songs for 3CR on August 3rd brings solos, duos, trios and five choirs to raise funds for Music Sans Frontières. The Oratory, Abbotsford Convent, 7.30pm, Saturday, August 3rd. Tickets at the door or go to www.boite.com.au. The Boite is a 3CR supporter. You're back listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. And I've got a couple of bits of news from overseas. And uh, recently on uh, in the UK, the Channel 5 uh, had a show that they put on, you know, about uh, showing fair and balanced things to do with cycling in the UK. Chris Boardman has uh, said it's basically, it's dressed up as prejudice and Channel 5 show asked that if Cyclists are the scourge of the streets, and uh, the uh, the channel has responded to the criticism, claiming that the show is a balanced documentary. Haven't we heard those words before? And, you know, and I thought this was of local interest because we get this stuff all the time, and I think uh, it well, I think it should happen that our organisations and um, Groups that purport to represent us should step up a bit. And I'm just going to play a bit of audio from British Cycling and Chris Boardman. 
In 2017, 4,000 people were killed or seriously injured by drivers on our streets. Well, I say on our streets, 43 of them the year before were killed on the pavement. In contrast, just three people were killed in a collision with a bicycle. That's about the same as those that are killed by lightning. So asking whether cyclists are the scourge of our streets isn't a hard-hitting evidence-based documentary. It's just dressed-up prejudice, and it does us all a disservice. By and large, those street demons are mothers, fathers, grandparents and children, all doing their bit to make Britain a healthier, greener, a more livable place. And more people riding bikes is exactly what we need as a society, as a species. If we're going to tackle big issues like rising obesity, congestion, pollution and, of course, the global climate crisis. By sharing this video collectively, maybe we can reach an even bigger audience than Channel 5 and paint a true reflection of the scourge of our streets. People who choose to ride to the schools, shops and work aren't our problem, they're the solution to our problems. Very pertinent words there from Chris Boardman, who incidentally, uh, if you're not, don't know, is one of the greatest ever track cyclists that the UK has ever produced. So he's not just uh, performance and elite cycling and track cycling, he's also for commuter cycling. And uh, another interesting article that um, perked up my interest again, and it's kind of, uh, well, directly pertains to uh, local issues you know it's sometimes it's glacial sometimes it doesn't even happen at all after um, considerable uh, consultation that's what I'm talking about is bike infrastructure now uh, in British Columbia uh, they were saying that no one would ride it 10 years on the Burrard bike lane is North America's busiest and this is a um, quick little segment that I found from CBC in Canada and this uh, bike lane went through a phenomenal amount of criticism and then got scrapped and there's quite a few analogies that I could make to things that have happened in Melbourne Sydney and elsewhere so this is a great little story and just shows the uh, from start implementation problems, obstacles to full implementation to being one of the most uh, busiest bike lanes in North America. With each trip over the Burrard Street Bridge bike lane, this meter counts up. Since January, there's been more than 700,000 riders. That's on pace for a record-breaking year. Most aren't afraid to sing its praises. It's wide enough and there's lane on both sides, so it's absolutely superb. I love it. And the views that you get looking over the harbour, it's, it's a really nice way to start and finish your ride. But it was a rocky start for what's become a community cornerstone. For years, cyclists crossing this bridge rode on the sidewalk, sometimes colliding with pedestrians. The bridge was certainly never intended or set up for people to cycle over it. Former Vancouver Press Secretary Kevin Quinlan recalls when the city first experimented with a makeshift bike lane in 1996. This is stupid that two cyclists and nine million cars and they got a whole lane. The pilot was cancelled just days later due to chaos and confusion on the roads. It wasn't until 2009 that a new government, led by Gregor Robertson, would try again. This time with a separated bike path taking up a lane of traffic. There was no shortage of critics. In this case, the wrong decision was made today. It was going to be disaster. Uh, it was going to be no one would ever ride it. You know, Vancouver, it rains too much. When it went in and that first week and the predictions of chaos and congestion just did not materialize, uh, a lot of that opposition subsided pretty quickly. Old opponents have changed their tune. The bike lane has since doubled in size. It's now the busiest bike lane in North America.
none of us had a crystal ball to predict uh, you know, the popularity of cycling if you made it safe for people. An evolution that hasn't gone unnoticed by riders. It's funny, it's a little noise from a small population of the community and you know, you don't see the same problems that they were complaining about in the, in the first place. And the success of Burrard is really what enabled the city to go a lot farther and, and build out a network from east to west, whether it was Point Grey Road or Union Adenac Street. Um, if Burrard hadn't worked, none of those things would have happened. Now, more than one million cyclists speed down this path every year. John Hernandez, CBC News, Vancouver. This is our country. We've never forgotten where we've come from. Or who we are. We keep our culture strong. Now it's time to come together. Talk as equals. And write our own future. This is our country, and this is our time. Treaty is time. Enroll now for the First People's Assembly of Victoria election. Authorised by the Victorian Treaty Advancement Commission, Melbourne. Yes, and you're back listening to Yarrabosk Users Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR. And yeah, a couple of little news segments there from Canada and the UK. Now, on the intro today, uh, I played uh, Jerks of the Stratosphere, Bike Ride to the Moon. little homage to uh, the 50th uh, anniversary of the moon landing. I can't remember it because I was too young. But um, just allow me to get a little bit self-indulgent. If you've been um, watching the tour and you do this via Twitter... Uh, there's a thing called the Couch Pentaton and uh, another thing called Troll DJ. And anyway, it, uh, Saturday night, I decided to put out what what is homage put um, Bike Ride to the Moon by Drugs Astrosphere, which incidentally, if you know anything about the band, was a side project of XTC in the 1980s, but I digress. Anyway, within about 25 minutes uh, after coming back from an ad segment where Troll DJ plays a little intro back into watching the Tour de France, they played Bike Ride to the Moon. So yay for um, interactive viewer stuff from SPS. Thank you very much. Okay, a little bit more news and events. Last month, I interviewed Brent Cotter from Big Bike Film Night, and that is coming up like real soon for Melbourne. And that's going to be uh, Tuesday the 13th of August. And uh, you can also book through trybooking.com. Also, I'll put the uh, thing into or the details into the podcast. Uh, Big Bite Film Night, all one word, .nz. Um, that's going to be at Village Cinemas Crown down at South Bank. Cost, uh, there's also a cost. I think it's relatively okay, somewhere between probably under probably under $25 for the whole program. But, yeah, it's got a great bunch of stories involved with that. And also, Inner West Community Bike Hub, they're coming soon to the 40 Moreland Street, Footscray. They're going to have a new home. That's going to be the new home of the Footscray Community Bike Shed. And they're also opening a bicycle service repair workshop. And that's going to be open Monday to Friday with all profits going to the bike shed. So, uh that's coming soon. That's it, 40 Moreland Street, Footscray. And again, I'll put a bit more detail into the podcast. Well, that's all I've got time for today on Yarra Bosco User Group Radio. Uh, thank you to Steve for helping out with doing a uh, little review from Mona. Remember... 
power Radical Radio. We've just had the Radiothon. Our show's made over a target, but doesn't mean you still can't. You know, if you've got some spare kanga, donate to the, sh- uh, to the station. Uh, go to 3cr.org.au and uh, sub- uh, look for the subscribe or donate option. Thank you for today. I'll hear from you, or you'll see from me, whatever uh, mangled analogy I want to use, in about a fortnight. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.